Hey guys, welcome to the Vision Podcast. We have been blazing a trail this whole month of November. It has been Vision 21 and Jesus has been showing up in awesome ways and we are so grateful that we get to share it with you, our family, as well as our extended family. And so this week we had John Tash in town and he came and brought an incredible word and really stirred up our spirits. And I think as you get further into the podcast, you'll understand a little bit more on what I mean by that. But uh, we are so excited to get to share with you John Tash from this last Sunday. Come on, come with a heart ready to receive. It's going to be good. We love you all. How many of you have ever heard John Tash before? You were here last time. Okay. John, Nicole and I had the privilege of serving on staff at Victory Church in Tulsa with John and Shirley Tash. John and Shirley were the children's pastors. And this guy, I'm telling you, he's full of enthusiasm, full of excitement. You're going to have a lot of fun this morning. So would you welcome with me, please, our good friend John Tash. Come on, John. Hey, before you sit down, poke your neighbor in the ribs and say, you're going to learn something today. Yeah, you're going to learn something today. Lance, you let me know how I'm doing, my brother. Okay, you let me do it. Thumbs up or, you know, what that type of thing. Yeah, it's great to be here. It is great to be here. Great to be here. We've got to get to the place where we desire his presence more than his presence. We've got to get to the place where we're not just on our feet when we worship him. We're at his feet when we worship him. We've got to get to the place where we're not just seeking his hand, but we're seeking his face. See, because when you seek his face, the hand of provision will automatically be opened to you and I. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, I, I brought some, uh, some of you are looking at this uh, milk up here and this glass and Hershey's milk chocolate, and I'm going to need um, someone to help me in just a twiddle bit. Kyle? You like chocolate milk, my brother? Oh, he does. Okay, don't go away. Stay right there. Don't move, because I'm going to have you come up here in just a little bit and help me with my illustration that you will not ever forget. Um, oh, also, I brought all the way, my wife and I live in North Carolina now. We've been living there. By, by the way, when I say North Carolina, the first person that stands up, now I'm giving instructions, pastor. Okay. Now, when I say those two words, Miss Lori, where are you? You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're doing my table back there on the way out. Okay. And remember it's Christmas. It's coming close to Christmas and I've got, um, cross necklaces, nine different colors. They're all adjustable. Oh, and by the way, the last time I was here, I gave away a 30 faith filled confession book and CD that my wife wrote, and she reads through the entire book. It's designed for children's devotional. Uh, if you don't have one, I want to give one to you, one per family, okay? And if you know of a family that needs this, 
you go ahead and take an extra one. I believe I've got, uh, I brought some extras for you, but help yourself to my wife's book, 30 Faithful Confessions. And then I brought some t-shirts. This is the Jesus Reese's Peanut Butter Sweet Savior t-shirt. Spencer, you want to catch, brother? That, that's, that's the Jesus Reese's Peanut Butter. This one here is uh, I Am a Princess. My father is the King of Kings t-shirt. And uh, for all the, the ladies, I might even have some adult size. And this one here is uh, the Forever Blessed. Forever Blessed. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. I am blessed with all blessings. And uh, then I've got, this is actually my personal testimony. Over eight years ago, I was diagnosed with having kidney cancer. Eight, over eight years later, I am cancer-free. I want to tell you something. When the doctor, when he, when he told me that I was diagnosed with having kidney cancer, I, I tell you what, those evil, those negative thoughts, how many have ever had a, a, a bad report before? I'm going to tell you, the devil was planning my funeral. He was planning my funeral. He was saying, it's, it's the end. You might as well just give up. But rose up in my spirit, Brother Lance, was a verse, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not. There is nothing to fear. We sang about it this morning. Fear not. There is nothing to fear. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. God's word is powerful. God's word is powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was telling Brother Charles here um, Every year I, I get the opportunity and the privilege of ministering to Marine children, the children of Marines in North Carolina. And Sharon, you get yourself, get yourself, you go back there right now, see Miss Lori, get yourself a free t-shirt or a jewelry or a jungle bee. Yeah, right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lori's back there. Yeah. She was the first person to stand up when I said North America. <laughs> Got you on that one. I got you on that one, yeah. But that's good that you were paying attention. Oh, by the way, the first person that stands up, and we've got, we've got some boys and girls, you got it, you got it. Now, the first person that stands up, when I say the word attention, Scott, it was him. Bring him up here, bring him up here. Yep, come on up here. The first person that stands up when I say that word, A-T-T-E-N-T-I-O-N, they get to come up here and self-to-help to a piece of candy from the candy bowl. Yeah, well, I like that smile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, Scott, go ahead and help yourself too. But don't eat. No, 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 no. You train them right here, Pastor. Now, but, uh, Scott, don't even think about eating that candy in church. Scott, I could, I, could, I could read your mind. Come on up here, brother. Come on up here. Look at the audience. Step on the dot, if you would, please. Step on the, the dot. Step on the dot, please. That's the rectangle. I need both feet on the dot. Don't, Don't argue with me. I'm the guest speaker. Both, both feet on the dot. Rectangle. No, that's not, that's, no, stay, don't move. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I, Scott. I, Scott. Say it like you mean it. I, Scott. I, Scott. Raise your right hand. Say it like you mean it. I, Scott. I, Scott. Wipe the smile off your face and say it like you mean it. I, Scott. I, Scott. Promise I will not eat my candy in church. I promise I will not eat my candy in church. You are hesitating, brother. 
Sorry. I will put my candy in my pocket. I like candy. Um, I will put my candy in my pocket. I will put my candy in my pocket. I will put my candy in my pocket. It's, it's here. Okay. And I'll keep it in my pocket until after the service. I will keep it in my pocket till after service. You hesitated again. There's some things that we just don't want to hesitate on. You know, when your wife comes home and she just went and had her hair do, <laughs> and she says, how does my hair look? And if you hesitate, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. How many men know you know that, huh? Thank you, Scott. Hey, hey get yourself enough. Oh, hey, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, Okay. So this is what I want you to do. Don't take a straight line back to your seat. I want you to go up and down the aisles, in and out of the rows. Be looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the tip of the top, stomach in, shoulders back, head up high. Okay? I'll be looking for them. Look at Brother Steve way back there. Look at that smile. Holy macaroni. There's 18 teeth in that mouth. Okay? So that's what you got to be looking for. Okay? Big smiles. Back touching the back of the chair. Paying attention, of course. Paying attention, of course. Pay... Brother Steve, you got it. You got it. Come on down, brother. Come on down. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get yourself a, a piece of candy from the candy bowl. And since this is, this is your first week doing the lights, get yourself two pieces. And Brother Steve, if you see someone on your way back to the lighting booth, if you see... Oh, you're asking... How many sweeties do you have here? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got kids in the, the auditorium here. We're teaching them. We're teaching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get your wife some? Yes. Yes. You're the conqueror. She's more than a conqueror, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what are you doing? You get out of here. Go. <laughs> Let's give Steve a great big hand, everybody. So anyway, when I say those two words, the state that my wife and I live in, um, I'll, let you, I'll let you come on down here and get yourself. Um, no, and I'll let you go back there and get yourself one of anything you want. Russell, are you ready? Okay, North Dakota. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, turn in your Bibles, if you would. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. I'm actually going to be reading from the NIV version. I love this version. And as I begin today, I want to start off with a question. Are you a fan or a fan addict? Are you a fan, F-A-N, or are you a Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-C. There's a difference. How many fans do we have here this Sunday morning? How many fanatics do we have here this? Oh, oh yeah, we're going to find out there is a big, huge difference. And up on the screen, uh, we'll have the definition of the word fan. Webster defines the word fan as an enthusiastic follower or Admirer. We have some um, admirers here, don't we? We have some enthusiastic followers. So can you get that, the definition? Because I want you to take notes on this. And uh, the word fan in the Webster's Dictionary is an enthusiastic follower or an admirer. 
The word fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-C, is marked or moved by exhibiting. What does the word exhibit mean? To show, to display. Marked or moved by exhibit, exhibiting excessive enthusiasm. Marked or moved. Are we getting that up on the screen? How are we doing? Okay, let me know. The word fanatic, marked or moved by exhibiting excessive enthusiasm. Marked or moved by exhibiting enthusiasm and intense devotion. A public display. A show to show extreme over-the-top emotion. Woo! Are you a fan or are you a fan addict? In Romans chapter 12, verse 11, in the NIV it says, Never be lacking in zeal. When I came in this morning in the lobby, the first thing they said is, what's the word for today? I said, zeal. Z-E-A-L. Zeal? Are you serious? It's zeal? Come on up here. Get yourself a handful of candy. I love it. I love it. And he probably is full of energy and zeal. So... The word, the word, Romans chapter 12, verse zeal, yeah, just, just take a handful, but make sure you don't eat. I love it, okay, yeah, yeah, you think big. Zeal, don't even think about eating that candy in church. Zeal, don't even think about it. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Never, never be never. What does never mean, Spencer? You're an attorney. You know what this means. Never means never. (laughs) Never means never. Never be lacking in zeal. When you're 20 years old, never be lacking in When you're 30 years old, never be lacking in When you're 40 years old, never be lacking in. When you're 50 years old, never be lacking in. When you're 60 years old, never be lacking in. When you're 70 years old, never be lacking in. When you're 80 years old, never be lacking in. The Apostle Paul is, is telling us, never, ever be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Can we go back to the definitions? Can we, do you have that? Okay, that's okay. The definition of zeal, showing great energy or diligent enthusiasm for something. Showing great energy or diligent enthusiasm for something. It's interesting. The word enthusiasm comes from a Greek word, entheo, which means full of God. Yeah. 
full of God. The Bible says that every one of us need to be filled with zeal and never be lacking in zeal. And yea, though you're walking through, we sang about it this morning, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, never be lacking in zeal. What is zeal? Zeal is showing great energy or diligent enthusiasm for something. I believe grace revealed turns to zeal. If you have a revelation of the grace of God, you will eventually, it turns into grace revealed. A revelation of God's grace turns into zeal all the time. The opposite of zeal is apathy. Yeah. Here's the definition of apathy. Lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. The suppression, holding back of emotions. I hope you're taking notes on this. The word apathy, lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. The suppression, holding back of emotions. Boy, us men sometimes have a problem with that one. Holding back, suppression of emotions, such as concern, excitement, motivation, and passion. Lack of interest. Suppression. Of emotions. Oh, brother, I'm just one of those low energy persons. No, you're not. No such thing. No such thing. I can just imagine what you were doing when you were watching yesterday's football game. Hey, they didn't do too bad, did they? I mean, They did not do too bad. What was the final score? 42-35. Most people didn't even give them a chance. But I can imagine what you were doing. Come on! Come on! And every time they score a touchdown, yeah! You come to church and you sit there like a bump on a log. Oh, not you guys. Not Vision Church, but I've been to those other churches. You look at most adults and they stand there like a bump. They don't even stand. They sit there during praise and worship. You know, the only thing we're missing in most churches in America now on Sunday morning is the popcorn. Because we look at going to church as if we were going to a movie. And we want revival. We want the presence of God. We've got to get to the place where we desire his presence more than his presence. We want revival, then let's press in, church. Let's press in. My Bible says never, ever, never, ever be lacking in zeal. See, Jesus talked about this. In Mark chapter 7, he said, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. See, we come to church, we want to be stirred. 
We come to church and we say, oh, pastor, that was a stirring message. My heart was stirred. Oh, the praise and worship this morning. Oh, I could feel goosebumps. You come to church next Sunday and you get a little bit more stirred. And then you come the next Sunday and you get a little bit more stirred. Us men know you can stir concrete just so long. Right, Tom? You're in construction, right? You can stir concrete just so long until it becomes hard. And we've got a lot of people in our churches all across America on Sunday morning. They come to church just to get stirred. I don't come to church to get stirred. I come to church to be changed. See, you're not stirred into the likeness of God. You are changed into the likeness of God. I don't come to church for another visitation. I want a habitation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. I will say of the Lord, God, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God, and you will I trust. I shared this yesterday at the meeting of the leaders. I'm convinced my wife and I have been working with young people and children now for over 45 years. I'm convinced our children are not apathetic to the things of God. They are not complacent to the things of God. They are not lethargic to the things of God. Our children and young people, plain and simple, are bored. Why? Because we as adults, we as adults have shown them a boring Christianity. Now, I'm talking to the choir to this morning, but you can take notes and teach it to the other people out there. We are losing a whole generation of young people. I think I shared this a while back. But 94% of the children and teenagers that are being raised in our churches, in our churches across America today will leave the church after high school never ever to return. We have shown them a dull, a defeated Christianity. They look at us. They look at our faces on Sunday morning and they say, where is the joy? Where is the passion? Where is the energy? Where is the zeal? Where is the life? Where are the signs and the wonders and the miracles? Spiritual apathy, spiritual apathy will eventually lead to spiritual constipation. Spiritual apathy in time, when you show no emotion, you show no concern, you show no interest, you suppress those emotions Something is wrong when our children and our teenagers see mom and dad at home watching the football game or doing something, getting excited about something, but when our children and our teenagers come into church and they see you, them, doing absolutely nothing, dull, defeated, powerless Christianity, not here in Vision Church, not here not here. That's why you're here. That's why you're here and you didn't go to the church down the block. 
Because something's happening here and you realize we've got to do something. We have got to do something. Glory. See, us adults, we interpret our deadness and we call it maturity. I'm an adult now. I'm mature now. How about, how about God filling every single one of us with a godly, holy ghost anointing? I wrote down in my notes, the Holy Spirit gave this to me. The anointing of God is a tangible thing. How many have ever experienced the anointing of God come on you and flow out of you? How many have ever, the anointing of God is a tangible thing. It has substance. Its substance is energy. Its substance is energy. Anytime you have been in the anointing of God, you have been in the anointing of God, that anointing does something to you. Fills you with an energy. Fills you with a joy. Fills you with a passion. You cannot hold it back. I love what Psalm 85 verse 6 says. It says, The the, the, the psalmist David says, Wilt thou not revive us again? Wilt thou not revive us again? What does that word again mean? At one time you were alive. Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? How do you know you and I are in revival? Revival will always produce a rejoicing people. It, does, it shouldn't take you and I 20 minutes for the worship leader to crank us up on Sunday morning. We should already be coming through these doors already cranked up. Can't wait to worship together with the body of Christians full of zeal and full of life and full of passion and full of energy. And how we can glean, the younger generation can glean from the anointing from us that are older. That we can pass on a legacy, pass on an anointing to the next generation. Psalm 145 verse 4, one generation shall praise thy name to the next generation. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are our children. Where we can launch them out. Wilt thou not revive us again, O Lord, that thy people may rejoice in thee? The word revive means to bring back to life that which is dead or apparently dead. That I may rejoice. Interesting, I looked up that word rejoice in the Hebrew language. You know what it means? A violent display of emotion. A violent display of emotion to speak. Spin like a top. I got a kick out of the song that we started with this morning. 
well, turn to the left and go to the right and go to the left and we're going to jump, 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 jump. We want to get that done, that song finished with, brother. Because we don't want to jump. We don't want to dance. We don't want to shout. We don't want to do those things that require us to express any type of emotion. And then we wonder why our teenagers and our children are nowhere to be found. The largest group, age group, that no longer are in our churches across America are between the age of 18 and 25. They're nowhere to be found. You know what the second group is? Lori, you're going to be surprised that maybe you won't be surprised. The second largest group that are leaving our churches are boys between the age of 10 and 11. See, we've got men in our church. We've got men in our church, but most of the men aren't doing absolutely nothing. Give you a statistic, 84% that minister to children all across America are women. Praise God for you ladies that have stood in the gap and have been there when we have failed miserably as men. But I want to tell you something. As hard as you try as a woman to minister to boys, you can't do for a boy what a man can do for a boy. That's why my wife and I have had such a great success in ministry because she's always been by my side. Every time we've ministered, it was husband and wife, husband and wife. But for most kids, that's all they see is the woman. By a, by a time a boy is 12 years old, 90% of that boy's life will be spent with women. Right now, what we are doing, we are raising up a generation of boys that are wimps where the girls are stronger than the boys. Why? Because we not only have a fatherless generation, we have fatherless churches. Now, I can share this with you, and I can. we've been doing this now for over 45 years. And it's not going to happen on my watch. That's why I'm preaching like I'm preaching. Because there should be there should not be a volunteer challenge when it comes to our children and ministering to our children and youth. 85% of those that receive Jesus in their heart do so before the age of 15. 85%. 85%. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Jesus taught 38 parables. This parable, he said, if you don't understand this parable, you will not understand any parable. A farmer went out and he sowed some seed. And some of the seed fell among wayside, stony, thorny, and good ground. There's four types of grounds. And Jesus said, he said, those grounds represent the heart of man. You're either wayside, stony, thorny, or good. Let me ask you a question. Which one of those grounds, wayside, stony, thorny, or good ground, best represents adults? Wayside, stony, thorny. Which one of those grounds best represents children? The good ground. But what's happening today in our culture, our children are getting older, younger. What, 
What we used to face when we were teenagers, 16, 17, 18 years old, our children are forced to grow up at seven, eight, nine years old and make decisions at a young age. Do you, do you know in the top 16 cities in America, the top 16 populated cities in America, over half of our children are being raised by grandparents in the top 16 cities in the United States. I'm here this morning because there's got to be a shaking taking place. There's got to be a shaking taking place. There are young people, there are children in this community that need Jesus. They desperately need the Lord. Psalm 66, verse 2, King James Version. It says, sing forth the honor of his name. Make his name glorious. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make, M-A-K-E. It's a word of action. Make his praise glorious. I said to God, I said, God, how do I know if I'm making your praise glorious? Is raising my hand making your praise glorious? Is singing louder making my, my praise glorious to you? And then what I did, I went in and I discovered the Hebrew word, definition of the word glorious. Make his praise glorious. First definition, make his praise spectacular. Make it spectacular. When you look at me and I look at you during our praise and worship service, you should be saying about me, wow. I should be saying about you, wow. Now there is a man that knows how to worship God. That is spectacular worship. And the reason I use the word wow, W-O-W, is during the fire, you know, during our 4th of July fireworks, what is the word that we use when the boom, 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 wow, wow, that's spectacular. Spectacular praise taking place in the house of God on Sunday morning. Spectacular praise. The next definition, make his praise glorious. Number two, make his praise enjoyable. Make it enjoyable. Have fun. Be filled with joy. And the third definition of the word glorious, make his praise glorious, is make it a celebration. Every time we get together on Sunday morning, it's a time of celebration. It's a time of celebration. What do you and I do when we go to a party? Let me just rephrase that. What do our children do? What do your children do when they go to a party? They have fun, they laugh, they talk, they shout. There comes the balloons. I mean, let's, let's sing, you know. Let's, let's have a great, great time. Yeah, you kids know what I'm talking about, North Carolina. Yeah, you sure do. Son, what's your name? Brandon? Go see Miss Lori right now, a T-shirt or 
Cross jewelry is yours, Brandon. He was the first person to stand up when I said South Carolina. <laughs> Almost got you, Pastor. <laughs> you thought I said North Dakota. <laughs> oh, oh, Sharon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's an expectancy. There's an anticipation in the house, in Vision Church. Where God is on the move. And guess what? Not only is God on the move, but I'm on the move with him. When God moves, I move. When God, when God jumps, I jump. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus. Lance, am I doing okay, brother? Am I doing a, yeah, oh yeah, two thumbs up. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that same spirit, what'd you get, Brandon? A Jesus Reese's Peanut Butter Sweet Savior t-shirt. Great job, great job. Yeah. That same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Beck read it, read it from Romans chapter 8 this morning. That same spirit, the power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, guess what? It dwells in every single one of us, young and old. Young and old. It is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. You want some strength this morning? In his presence is the fullness of joy. And whenever there is fullness of joy, there is strength. For your spirit being, for your soul, and for your body. It is called the anointing of God, which has substance, and its substance is energy every single time. Ooh, glory, glory, glory. Well, Kyle, I need you, brother. There is a power, there is a power in praise and worship. Let me put it this way. There is a power in our praise and in our worship. Kyle, there is a power in your praise and worship that pushes back the satanic and releases the divine power of God. That power, when it is present, will heal We'll turn defeat into victory. We'll turn sorrow into gladness. Yeah, because you know why? I choose to put off that old garment and to put on the garment of praise. But a lot of times, a lot of times what happens is we come to church and we put the garment of praise on, but we forget to take something off. It's that garment of heaviness. Take the garment of heaviness off. Before you put that garment of praise on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle, you like chocolate milk? Okay. Now, Miss Becca cleaned this glass. Did you not this morning? And she, yeah, yeah, yeah take this glass. Come on right over here. You like, you like chocolate milk? I do, yeah. Okay. Boy, you are a big one. You've grown since I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, go ahead and take the cap off of that. 
Yeah, get us light. Get us light. We're going to need this. Okay. And um, you hold the glass, and I will pour the milk. Who's the one that said, oh, no, heard you way up here? Okay. Are you backing off? I am. You are. Okay. Okay. You like chocolate milk, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Take a drink. I'll let everyone know that. What is it? Milk. Okay, but you like chocolate milk. Okay, come on over here. Yeah, yeah, come on over here. <clears throat> if you're going to have chocolate milk, the real thing, Hershey's. <laughs> oh, yeah. More? I'll tell you when to stop. You're going to tell me when to stop? More? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me when to stop? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good right there. You're going to tell me when to stop? Stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Just a little bit. Yeah. Take a drink. How's that chocolate milk? It's not mixed up yet. It's just milk. What does it taste like? Milk. Kind of disappointed, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Stay with me. He's got chocolate in the milk. He's got chocolate in the milk, but he doesn't have chocolate milk yet. He's got chocolate in the milk but he doesn't have chocolate milk yet. Why? He hasn't stirred it up. You've got the Holy Ghost living and dwelling on the inside of you, but I'm going to tell you something. It's not doing you a bit of good, nor is it doing anyone else a bit of good unless you stir them up. Boy, pastor, I tell you what, you're going to have to put all the pieces of this message back together when I come because when, when, when I get, listen, he's got chocolate in the milk. Take another drink. Maybe it's chocolate milk now. Tastes like chocolate milk now? No. 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 Why? It's not mixed up. He hasn't stirred it up. My Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, the apostle Paul said to his spiritual son, Timothy, stir up the gift of God which is in you. Stir up the gift of God. What was the gift of God that the apostle Paul was telling his spiritual son? It was the Holy Spirit. Just because you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you were filled with the Holy Spirit 25 years ago, it probably is not doing you or your family a bit of good because you refuse to stir it up. Thank you all three of you for the preaching. (laughs) I'm preaching this way, Vision Church, because I'm tired. I am tired of seeing a generation of our young people and our children going to hell. Going to hell. 
because we do absolutely nothing. Can I say one other thing? Us that are getting older, and I hear it all the time as I travel around the country and do conferences and leadership training. I get so many that are my age and older that say, well, you know, I'm just going to retire because I'm just going to let the younger generation do it. I'm going to tell you something. They're not doing it. This younger generation, for those of you that are older, okay, they need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They need a legacy, a, 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 a legacy is, that's passed on to the next generation. They need to be taught. It's got to be. That's why I, I am thrilled. I am thrilled to hear that we've got people in this church that are running for political office. Support them, church. Support them. Because if we don't, if we don't, there's things that are happening in this country that are going down the wrong road. Kyle, take another taste. It's just milk. Just milk. Like a lot of people in our churches all across America, they got the Holy Ghost on the inside of them. But they still taste like milk. Stir and keep on stirring, brother. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God. Zach and the worship team, come on up here and help me out because we're going to put this thing to practice. We're going to, ushers, close the doors. Don't let anyone out until they all put this thing to practice. Come on, Spencer, get on up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, you ready? Are you ready? Matter of fact, why don't you stand to your feet and tell your neighbor, I need a little space, please.